welcome to this episode of Joy's World the podcast. Today I have another very, very special guest. He is a presenter. Well, I know you as a presenter and I know that you love sports so and we're going to get into that as well. Please welcome Nick Bright. Woo-hoo. Yes, Joy. Yes, 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 yes. What's going on? I'm sorry, Nick. This isn't the BBC. I don't have sound effects. It's just, it's just <laughs> got to be my voice. I apologise. <laughs> that's fine <laughs> like I've, making your I've, own I've jingles and, like that's what I'm saying making your own jingles and sound effects is fun anyway so 100% Nick so my first question to everybody that I interview is always the same and it is how are you feeling today and you don't have to just be like I'm all right I'm fine you can be honest like are you pissed off are you angry are you happy are you sad are you horny how are you <laughs> wow I wasn't expecting the last one I'm not gonna lie um no, we, it like that Nick. Th- th- trust me I'm, I'm here for it I'm here for the real talk but um I'm not that at the moment um <laughs> but uh, yeah I'm just uh I'm okay you know I'm a little bit um a little bit fed up with the way the world is at the moment you know I'm sure you are as well and everybody else because you know we just want to kind of get on with get on with some some semblance of normality you know we're not expecting it to be exactly how it was you know not right away anyway but the whole time we're all just locked up in our houses man it's enough to send you a little bit a little bit crazy and that's I feel like that's kind of what's happening with me a bit and plus I'm having building work done really boring stuff I'm having building work done in the house at the moment so sorry if anybody hears any of that but uh yeah it's just like kind of no escape from these four walls a little bit but other than that you know everything's same same I mean Nick I mean when I had builders right when I was growing up in my mum's house there was a a a Polish builder he was called Igor and I'll never forget him because I loved him (laughs) I absolutely loved him I mean not that you're going to fall in love with your builders but I'm just 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 triggered a memory for me you know I love it I love it that he's stuck with you man like Igor just like stuck in your mind our guy's called Damien so you know he's doing his thing as well I like that name though yeah it's smashing nice it yeah. is he is he young ish single what are you trying to get in there you want me to have I a mean, word why not do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, Nick, I've got to find a husband by any means necessary so I, I absolutely love that well you know next time I pop in the kitchen for a cup of tea I'll, I'll have a word see what you're saying or, or maybe I bring him a tea well I mean you're not here it'd be I'd be up for that but you know I'll make him a cake, Nick. Don't worry. Right. Nick, can you describe yourself in three words? Uh, I'll try. Three words, right? Um, hair. <laughs> do the word? Do the words have to reel off of each other, or can it just be? Any no. Three words? Whatever. Right, whatever okay. three words come to your mind at this moment, that's it. All right. Um, hair, chatty and trainers because if if you could see like right there I've basically got like floor to ceiling trainers Um, really yeah yeah it's 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 an issue that I've got there's there's more trainers over here how many trainers do you have all together got these ones here um I've got like probably about 160 pairs of trainers um, much to my other half's dismay, she cannot stand it, as you can imagine, because when, you, when you've got builders in doing work and it's like costing loads of money to have that done, it's like another pair of trainers shows up at the door. So, yeah, that's not the one. 
Wow. What are your favourite trainers? Uh, that's a good question. Classics for me. Not Reebok classics, I mean. Uh, I, I mean, like, Nike Air Max 90s or Air Max 1s, probably my favourite uh, two silhouettes, but also um, I, I quite like the Yeezy 350s. Um, I mean, I'm into those. You, are you into trainers yourself, Joy? Um, well, well, funny you should ask that. Not particularly, but and however, right, I've always wanted to get a nice pair of trainers. I okay. saw some online. I wanted to get some Jordans. Yeah, I've got, I've got a few pairs expensive. of Jordans up there, yeah. They're expensive, Nick, okay? And and also, I bought myself some Beyonce um, Ivy Park trainers yeah. for £130, Nick. I got them. They were white. It was the winter. I was like, Joy, oh. what was the I sent them back, Nick. I sent them straight back. Yeah. But in the so summer, that, you never know. That's the thing. White trainers, I, I very rarely wear them because in this country, you don't even know if it's going to rain or not. You, you, It could be like blazing sunshine outside and you're like, yeah, 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 I'm going to bust out the white ones. And then next thing you know, it's tipping down with rain and they're ruined. So I don't wear white ones that often. It's mad because I've got all these shoes, Joy, and like I probably wear about four pairs heavily in rotation and then the other ones hardly ever there's there's so many that have never been worn uh, mainly the Jordans yeah I mean I, I would but equally like I feel like it's a, a bit of an addiction like a, a I like collecting them you know like some people like collecting I don't know stamps or Pokemon cards or whatever but like for me unfortunately mine is much more expensive than that in that it's flipping trainers Okay. I mean, I just bought myself some, like, I wanted some, like, everyday trainers. And don't judge me, Nick, but somebody told me, so when I was in school, right, yeah. uh, Fila was, like, dead trainers. Okay. Right, okay. But somebody told me, my brother-in-law, to be specific, he told me that shitty trainers from the past are now in. So can you just confirm or deny is this true? Like, am I going to look like an idiot walking around in Fila? I think it it depends, right? So you, you definitely what, you won't you won't look like an idiot walking around in Fila because um, retro drip is coming back. Your brother-in-law is right, but it depends exactly what it is. Because I've seen when I was growing up, you know, I don't know the difference in age between you and I. I'm assuming you're younger than me because nowadays everybody is. But um, when I was growing up, like high tech trainers were the dead ones. Like if you had high tech at school, it was it wasn't a nice time, put it that way. Uh, but now I've seen certain shops stocking high tech and like pushing it on Instagram and being like, oh, get these retro high tech trainers. And I'm like, stop trying to gentrify my childhood. I went through just agony telling my parents, please, please, mum and dad, don't get me the high techs, please. And now it's like, you're trying to charge 200 pound for a pair of high tech, what is this? It's mad. Why? It's, it's actually mad, it's mad. But if you ever do want to sell any of your trainers, let me know. Um, I mean, I don't know why you would let me know. I, I, but I was going to say, I, I doubt we're the same size. I mean, we could what be. What size are you, Nick? Well, considering I'm six foot three, I've actually got really small feet, believe it or not. But that, that doesn't mean what you think it means, by the way. Um, I've been told. Um, Allegedly. I'm, I'm, I'm a, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a size eight. Um, so I haven't got the, the, the biggest foot. Okay, but if you want to do like a giveaway, we can do that right here on the podcast. If um, anyone wants a pair of Nick Bike trainers, just let me know. 
I mean, Joy's already already decided it, but you know, I'll have to speak to my people and get my people to speak to your people. You know, get the legal team on it. Okay, we'll do that. But that means no, guys. <laughs> by the way, that means no. Nick, talk to me about radio. So obviously, I know you from One Extra. I've mm-hmm. been listening to you on One Extra, um, but I know now you do a lot of other things. You do sports stuff. Talk to me about radio. And I know that you kind of got into radio when you was like in your early twenties. Um, do you feel like it's easier or harder to get into radio now? Oh, it's, it's such a tough question to answer because I feel like now there's more routes in to radio. You know what I mean? Like before, the only way in was get involved with a radio station, really. And that was it. I mean, you could get in if you were going down the specialist music route. You could be a big DJ in the clubs and stuff like that and then, and then get in that way. But really, the only way to get in before was by being a presenter on a radio station, whether that's um, a commercial station already or a community radio station or hospital radio, student radio, those are the only ways you could get in. Whereas now, you know, mm. a lot of people get picked up off of YouTube or off of TikTok or off of, you know, just different social media things. Uh, and that for me, in, in terms of youth broadcasting and an entry point, that for me is a good thing because it gives it, it gives everybody more of a level playing field because to get involved with radio before, as I say, you had to be doing it. And to be doing it, you need there to be a local facility wherever you live, whether that's a hospital radio, whether you went to uni to do student radio or whatever. If you didn't have that, the access was really, really limited. And and I didn't really have that myself. So I had to kind of move to go to uni uh, to make sure that I was involved in the radio industry to then get in. Whereas like, you know, now, like you said, Joy, you know, you do, you do YouTube and stuff like that. You know, that's all you've got to do now. You know, you can get discovered from some of the, the, the fun and cool shit that you're doing on YouTube. And then, you know, who, who knows? You can be on the radio this time next year. You could be doing a show on the radio. You just don't know. I mean, speak it into existence, Nick. And this is what brings me on to my next question, because your boss, Mr. Farrell McKenzie, the head of One Extra, I'm trying to get in touch with him. So I'm just <laughs> saying, if you if you accidentally forward him the link to this podcast, then do you know what I mean? I mean... I, I, I absolutely love it that you've called you've called Farron out first name and surname on the on the podcast. Look at that. It's Mr. McKenzie to me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Utmost respect. Do you know what I mean? Just saying. Yeah. No, Farron's a good guy. To be fair, you know what I mean. He's 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 new in the job. Um, you know, I've been a, I've been at One Extra for a long time. Um, I, I, I worked in production before I was a presenter there. So in my time there, I've seen like. Wilbur was in charge of One Extra when I first started and then Ben came in and uh, Andy was a guy called Andy was in charge before that and you know now Farron's come in and, and he's he's kind of approaching it with different energy um, he, he's, he's very down to earth very approachable um, chats to all the DJs on a level which you know I really really like because you know I can find this is just in all aspects of life not just as, as a radio presenter you know whatever job you do Nobody likes an unapproachable boss. Do you know what mm. I mean? Somebody who's difficult to speak to or like when they're around, you feel on edge. You know, nobody likes that. Whereas Farron, he, he doesn't want to bring that. The hardest thing is, of course, because it's a pandemic, you know, basically Farron's taken over and it's been like this for the whole time. So we've not really been able to properly chat. But, you know, the Zooms and stuff that we do are always good vibes. So, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to see kind of where One Extra goes in the next little while, man. 
Yeah. Do you feel like there is um, still a space, um, a place for radio? Because, you know, podcasts and YouTube is so, you know, it's so popular now. Mm-hmm. I think I have heard that kind of conversation where it's like, is radio dying out? What, what do you think about that? So I, I think there's most definitely a space for radio still. It's changed. The goalposts have changed and, and um, the media landscape, as you rightfully point out, has definitely changed as well. But in terms of Let's use the pandemic again as an example. I hate to keep going on about the pandemic because I want to forget about it, to be honest, but it's kind of what we're all living in at the moment. Yeah. When when the pandemic first hit, people wanted news. They needed news, right? So the radio gives you that. But equally, they want, they want that news, but they also want to forget at the same time about the realities and the hardships of life. So one extra, for example, we'll give you two minutes of news an hour. You know, we'll, we, we go to Newsbeat, we'll give you two minutes of news an hour. So you get the headlines, you get the stories, you get up to date with everything that's going on. And then we can just get back to the tunes, you know what I mean? Get back to um, the, the games and the features and the tunes. But equally, it's a balancing act. You know, if, if something really kind of dark and depressing and upsetting is happening in the world, you don't want to just be all like, everything's roses on the radio you know we're just having a laugh blah 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 you 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 have to get in tune with your audience and be reflective of you know what they're going through because it has been a tough time for everybody but I I think podcasts are an amazing thing they totally do their thing streaming also amazing but radio and and predominantly kind of music radio I'm, I'm talking about when I say this there's still a space for it because it's a it's a middle ground. Some people mm. want to. Some people want to listen passively, don't they, Joy? You know, like sometimes you don't. You don't want to turn on the radio and listen with intent. You know, what I mean, you just want the person on to make you laugh. Sometimes play some tunes or whatever, and that while you're doing the housework, or you could be driving somewhere or whatever. And I think that's what radio does and does really well. Speech mm. radio. That's a that's a, a, a different kettle of fish altogether because, you know, speech radio has to be uh the, the content is all what you're talking about so it has to be informative entertaining you know for the whole time and i think speech radio although there are podcasts they can't react to speech radio live in the same way because you know we use um joe rogan as an example you know one of the most popular podcasts in the world mm-hmm. smashes it you know it's a great podcast if, 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 you, if you like that kind of thing but then equally um you know if a big news story breaks for example or you know, God forbid, there's some kind of terrorist attack or or, or anything like that. You know, you're not going to go to a podcast to get uh, information on that. You know, you, yeah. you're going to switch on the radio or, or or the TV. You know, but but the radio is so quick and so easy to sort things out because even telly, they've got to get um, sound people down there, camera people down there. You know, presenter down there. Whereas radio, man, it's like you can go down there with a telephone and then the person in the studio can just like call you and then you're on you know, to the nation. So in terms of how reactive and how kind of instant it is, I don't think it's replicated, not yet anyway, but you know, that may change. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. And I think as well, like with radio, what I like about it is the fact that it kind of helps you with your routine and your schedule. So, you know, when you wake up in the morning, who's going to be on Mm -hmm. when you come, you know, when you finish school one or whatever, you come back, you know, who's going to be on and you can always tap in and tap out. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like there definitely is a place for radio. Um, and I think as well, it's good that, you know, we have things like BBC Sound where you can also then just listen back to a show as well, like yeah. if you miss it or whatever. Um, so I feel like that is really important as well. Working for such a big organisation, the BBC, how, like, so what I want to ask you is, 
when things happen in the media, so for example, when Sideman left and mm-hmm. that whole thing with the, you know, them using the M word and things like that, as someone who works for them, you know, and seeing what Sideman did, that was his choice and whatever. How does that kind of work behind the scenes? Like, do all you guys presenters like sit there and go like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, why the fuck did you do that? Could you not have spoke to us about it? Like, like how does that work? Like, do you guys have conversations, you know, like in-house about things like that and how how you can maybe change things as well hmm. well when when sideman went nobody knew he was going to go he yeah. didn't speak to anybody before he put that announcement not even the, the bosses or the management so um you know it was it was very out of the blue for everybody because nobody even really knew that he was you know upset to that degree about it obviously you're going to be upset when the n-word goes out on daytime tv with said with such chest as well um yeah. but from for, but from one extra's point of view it was just it was just really frustrating because i think what what the public don't necessarily realize or um maybe they do but they just they just forget sometimes when they're on social media but the bbc is you've touched on it there's a huge organization right it's it's massive and that n-word segment actually went out on a regional news story so it was a, i think i don't, don't know if this 100 percent um so apologies if i'm wrong but it, it went out on on like bbc bristol or something like that it was it was one of the regional um uh kind of news outlets that, that put that out so what you've got to remember is that those guys are down in their region they're not even based in the same building as the main news and also where we are on the eighth floor mm-hmm. right so there's that and then kind of even if it did filter back to London, where we're based, it would be the news team that picked that up, who are like, a, it's almost like a completely different company, you know, like, yes, we'll speak to the news team if they want to speak to us about something. But, you know, we're not talking to the people that work in the newsroom daily. I'm definitely not presenters definitely, definitely aren't. So, um, you know, nobody really knew that it was going to go out because if somebody would have run it by anybody at one extra, you know, I'm not even black. And if somebody would have said to me, you know, we're going to run this news bulletin where a white person says the N word, I'd have been mm-hmm. like, you, you don't want to do that because it's yeah. that's not not the way of approaching it. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's the issue there. You know, you've got this you've got this specialist kind of black part of the BBC, which is what one extra is. It's the only the only black part of the BBC as well. Let's not forget that, you know, other than some of the. um the language services that are on BBC World Service, One Extra is the only black British part of the BBC. And it frustrates people that, and this is this goes for people that work in production as well, not just presenters. It frustrates people that the news team, I guess, didn't kind of go, oh, you know what, we should speak to somebody up at One Extra about that. Or, you know, we should see if, you know, culturally this is the right thing to do. Because if they did, it, 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 none of this would have happened. And, you know, I don't know what Sideman would have been doing, but he was on after me on a Saturday. And I know that he used to love being on the radio and he wanted to be a part of One Extra in the BBC for a long time. But then, you know, that happened and it it was just an issue for him. And and he's totally within his rights to, to, to do that. You know, I'll never, I'll never get annoyed or upset about anything like especially when it comes to such a big fundamental issue in the world you know mm-hmm. if he wants to make a stance like that then I fully back him with it that, yeah. that, and 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 to, to to his um you know to, to big him up as well he he called don't know if he called every DJ but he phoned up a lot of the DJs after he put that statement out because you know quite a few of us were getting different comments from different people saying you know like mm. we should we should walk out and leave as well and blah 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 yeah. which again I understand why people will say that kind of kind of thing but um 
you know, I, I think what what people what people need to understand slightly with that is, you know, Sideman. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of Sideman's financial situation, but I'm sure like he's he's doing very well for himself, you know, with his um, his videos and stuff that he's doing like that. Whereas other people are a bit more reliant and dependent on the BBC for you know mortgages and rent and blah blah blah. So you know everybody's situation is different, I guess is what I'm saying. But to answer your question, Sideman. 100% back him and you know big him up for for calling around and just making sure everybody was cool and explaining his 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 stance on the situation and turns out it was the right decision for him anyway because it's funny how life works out joy isn't it you know ever since he left the BBC a lot of people would have been like could have, a lot of people could have looked at that and been like Ooh, you know it's massive leaving the BBC like that but he's absolutely smashing it you know mm-hmm. last time I spoke to him he he, he he was listening to my show a couple of weeks ago actually and he texted me and uh, we just we were just having a little chat on text, and he said um, that he's just about to buy a house in Birmingham. He's moved back to Birmingham, um, and he's, he's in the process of buying a place. So, yeah, uh, big him up. He's a, I've got time for him. A really really good guy. Yeah, he's doing really well. And also, I guess it goes back to the whole thing of you know what? There's different ways to fight the fight, and mm-hmm. different people do it in different ways. Um, at One Extra, are you guys as much of a happy family as you come across to be? Because, I mean, as a listener, I love all the presenters. I've listened for years. Um, I say this all the time. Back in the day when Charlie Stoff was there still, um, he I was actually giving birth to my daughter while he was in the background. You know, <laughs> I to Dottie all the time, played the A to Z all the time, you know. So do you guys really get along or is it all of a sudden? Sloth will absolutely love that if he ever if he ever hears you, you, you say that. Um, well, from my point of view, one hundred percent. You know, like there's nobody, there's no, there's not one presenter on one extra who I have an issue with or a problem with or I don't like or you know I wouldn't go and have a drink with when you're allowed to do that kind of thing. You know, like I, I get on completely with everybody, but I, I've always I've always tried to be a bit like that anyway in 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 every single job that I've had before I worked in media even you know nobody wants to work in an atmosphere where it's toxic or you know you don't get on with somebody like I said when it comes to the the boss situation earlier when I was talking about Farron I guess it's the same for your colleagues you know imagine how horrible it would be if especially on air you know where you've got a essentially and I'm look I'm sure there are presenters out there that don't get on with each other you know I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty 100% on that but like for for me there's nothing worse than like being on air and then having to kind of plug somebody's show and you that you hate them or whatever and it's just uh, I just wouldn't want to get involved with that but yeah it's funny you say that because a lot of people pick up on that I don't know what it is about one extra um that makes us seem like we're, we're, we're a big happy family more than say I don't know a capital or a kiss or or whatever but yeah we really are I guess for for commercial stations it's because on air they can't really you know commercial stations the links have to be quite quick don't they you know it's like they get they get 30 seconds to do a link before they have to hit the ad break or whatever so they can't really have two ways you know whereas like when my show's coming to an end um or at the start of my show on a Saturday I, I always get Remy Remy Bergs who's obviously new on one extra she always comes on and you know, we do we do a ref or Emmy on my show, and like I've always been a bit like that. When Yasmin first started, because you know Yasmin's absolutely smashing it now, but Yasmin used to be on Weekend Breakfast, and when she first started, she she came down from Manchester, didn't know anybody. So like, I used to kind of um, she would come and sit in with me until one o'clock. I'd do my show and we'd chat and blah blah blah, and then like you know we'd just go and get some food and stuff because 
you know, people, a lot of people only see the glamorous side of being in, for want of a better phrase, show business. Um, yeah. And they think, you know, oh, you're on the radio. It must be amazing, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but when Yasmin first started, she was still living in Manchester. So she would come down on a Friday night, get a hotel by herself, um, come in, do the radio show in the morning. And then, like, if she didn't hang out with me, she would just go back to the hotel room and just, like, sit there. You know what I mean? Because she's from Manchester. She was young then. She didn't know anyone in London, really. And it's like, you know, so that's why I was, like, you know, trying to hang out with her. And, like, on air, we had a really, really good rapport. And that was picked up by a lot of people. And then from then, obviously, she went on to the breakfast show with Twin. And, you know, now, look, she's she's absolutely killing it. So, yeah, I keep going off on random tangents because that's the kind of guy I am. But, like, to answer your question, everybody gets on really, really well, like, from, from, from my perspective anyway. I, I can't say that 100%. You know, there could be things that I'm not even privy to. But from what I believe, everybody's cool. Yeah. And no, that's what we love. I love Yasmin. She's great. She she comes across really well again. And I think as well, just going back to what you were saying about um, commercial radio as well, as I feel like on other stations, sometimes it can come across a little bit fake, but I feel like with One Extra, it comes across really real, like all of your personality seem to anyway it feels you know seems to be very down to earth mm. um before you got into radio nick did you have any expectations of what it would be like because obviously i'm someone who yes i'm doing a podcast but one day my dream is i will have a show on one extra i said this to ace i'm saying it <laughs> now speaking it into existence right so before you was in it yeah did you have any expectations and and has it changed since you you know been in it on one extra it's interesting that you, you you say that because before I before I got involved with One Extra, I just imagine I'm sure everybody thinks this as well. I just imagined that it was a nonstop twenty four seven party in the office. You know, like I just, I just when you when you're a listener because I, I I grew up listening to One Extra. You know, two thousand and two August is when it launched, and I've been a listener since then. You know, I used to listen to Ace and Viz all the time. Uh, they were my favourite show on there. You know, DJ Cameo when 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 he was on Richie Vibe V. You know, I I was a, a a fan, so like I had this idea of what it would be like. And I, I remember the very first time I went to the One Extra offices. Um, we, we we're not even in that building anymore. We're we're in new broadcasting house now. But yeah, we we a, a mate of mine. Uh, Matt, he was working at Radio One. And he said, he said to me one Friday night, he was working on like Judge Jules or one of the dance shows. And, and, and he said to me one Friday night, do you want to, do you want to come in and just have a look? And I'm obviously gassed. I'm like, yeah, like flipping hell, hundred percent. Then I, I remember walking around the studios and just being like massively underwhelmed because the, <laughs> the old building is different now. If you, if you come to one extra radio one now that the, the the studios are much more glossy. It's on the top yeah. floor. It's in in the big, when you watch BBC News, you know, that big glass building that they show in the news. It's, we're like in there, the top, it's much better. The old building was only around the corner, but it was literally just like a, a random building. If you walked past it, you wouldn't even know a radio station, a radio station or, or two radio stations were in there. Uh, and I just remember thinking, man, this is, this is nowhere near what I thought it was going to be. And then, Kind of that didn't deter me though. Believe me, I was still desperate to get a job at, at One Extra. And then when I finally did get a, a a job there, and I was kind of in the building when presenters were on air, um, and I was in the studio and stuff like that. That's when it kind of got a little bit more surreal for me because, like I said, I grew up listening to these guys, man. Um, mm. 
and when you're you know when you're in that studio when the magic is happening it's just like this is mad uh, the, the the biggest moment for me that I had or the, the 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 exact moment I guess that that happened to me is when I worked with Trevor Nelson for the first time because like Trevor is somebody who you know we love mad. Uncle Trev. Well, it, it's like Trevor's like a mate now, you know. What I mean, I can ring him up any time, and it's like absolutely nuts to me still when I when I think about that because, like, I used, I I literally grew up watching Trevor. He was on the lick on MTV before One Extra even existed. You know, it, yeah. um, he was he was on Radio One, Pirate Kiss. I grew up listening to this guy, um, and then when I was in the building working on, he, he used to do the breakfast show with um, with Zena, who used to be in Mystique. And they did the breakfast show together. And um, I, I, I worked I worked on the show and I was just like, that's an actual legend, like sitting right there. And he's just like chatting to me about music. And I just felt like I felt very lucky at that moment to be there. And then, you know, the journey since then has just been, it's mad. But as humans, Joy, you know what we're like, you know, you, you sometimes when you're in something, you you don't necessarily realize how amazing it is or realize kind of the, 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 the incredible nature of the situation that you're in, I guess we, we, yeah. we, we, end, we end up getting something, it becomes the norm, you know, and then we're yeah. like, Oh, well, what else can I get? You know, I'm, I'm looking for the next thing, you know, and that's cool. You do need to look for the next thing, but equally you need to sometimes just, sure. yeah, you need to sometimes just like sit back, take a deep breath and take stock of like your life and, and what's happening in it and what you're grateful for, because, you know, I, I won't be on one extra forever. You know, I've been there for a long time now. I don't know how much longer I've got there, if I'm honest. And, yeah. um, you know, that's not me saying I'm going to get sacked next week or anything, but you know, you just, what, what I'm saying is you just don't know. So, you know, I, I want to look back at this time and think that's, that's amazing. You know, that's the station that I grew up as a fan of and I actually managed to make it on air, you know, which is still nuts to me. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I want to do. Like, And it's weird sometimes listening to one extra and, you know, you have these hopes and these dreams, but mm -hmm. sometimes it seems quite, you know, far out of reach. But you've got to keep going and we'll hopefully yeah. get there one day. Do you know what I mean? 100, 100%. Um, you just keep pushing it. Yeah, I mean, we've got to try. Do you know what I mean? That's what I always keep reminding myself. Like, you've got to try. Everyone started somewhere, you know, and eventually, hopefully, I will get there um, with your help. <laughs> Mr. McKenzie, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, Nick, what does your parents, your mum and dad, what do they think of your career? Like, are they proud of you? Do you think they're proud? Um, what do they think? Well, I'm very lucky, actually. 100% my parents back me in everything that I do. Um, I, don't, I don't have kind of conventional parents in that sense. And I know a lot of people do. And this is one of the things that I am... Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of talks in schools and stuff with BBC Bite Size before the pandemic hit. And, you know, whenever we go to a school that's like, um, you know, more ethnic minorities in the school, I always want to try and like hammer this home because a lot of the time, ethnic minorities are not supported in the same way when they want to do creative things. So, you know, whether that's like um, South Asian people, um, you know, from India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, whatever, or whether it's, you know, people that are from the continent of Africa, you know, it, you're, you're, you're almost expected to want to be a, a lawyer or a dentist or a doctor or, you know, something like that. Whereas 
not everybody wants to do that you know yeah. sometimes people want to work in the creative space and it's not I, I think what it is is a lot of people from that generation so the parents generation they see kind of media and things like that as, as you just pissing around you're messing mm. around you're just having a laugh yeah. you know it's not a real job but it is a real job you know yeah. like social social media which is nuts is um is um every company now has got social media accounts you know even when I started in radio joy like that wasn't the case Whereas now social media is massive. People are being hired specifically for one version of social media. So, you know, there'll be like someone who's a TikTok producer working for um, a company, someone whose job it is just to look after Twitter, someone whose job it is to do Insta. You know, that's that's the way it's all going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I hope that, you know, parents start to see that a little bit more. I mean, our generation will when we grow up, you know, when we have kids, which, which is cool. But for me, to answer your question, my parents, they're like my friends. My, mm. especially my dad my dad is like I speak to my dad every day you know mm. and he's obviously he, fe- he appears on my show as well yeah. but, um you know he loves it he absolutely loves it and how because I'm doing about how did you what? how did you approach him asking him to do my dad describes on your show how did that kind of come about so so for that because he's just he, he's you know my dad is very um me and him are very similar in the way that we speak the way that we are our personalities the, the things that we find funny so he's always been like a show off ever since I was growing up. Like I can remember being a kid and my dad would just be like in the pub, just telling stories and everyone's just listening to his stories. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, he could have easily done something like this, but you know, times were different back then, but how we got him on the show was my producer at the time was a guy called Phil Stocker. Um, and me and Phil are now like best mates, man. Like I'll, I'll speak to Phil all the time as well. In fact, I spoke to him today, but Phil was just like, um, we need a guessing game on your show. Because let me tell you, Joy, the one thing the One Extra listeners love doing is guessing stuff. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but if you have a feature where you're like, tell me what this is, the One Extra listeners just go mad for it. Like, have, have you noticed that like Yasmin's got Guess the Year? Um, you know, I've got my yeah. dad describes yeah, Trevor. Sound as well. That sound yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound, sounds around. Tre- mm-hmm. Trevor had five seconds to name. Like, people like do guessing games because the listeners on one extra they love it so um feels like we need a guessing game on your show but I want it to be like I want it to be something about you or something about your life and blah blah, blah. and then he was just like what's your what's your, what are your family like you know and, and I said well my dad's a, a total card you know what I mean a, a massive character he'd, he'd, be, he'd be really good and he's like why don't we pilot something and, and um, when we piloted it we we called it my dad describes just because that's exactly what my dad was doing, just describing yeah. celebrities. But we intended to come up with a different name or a better name or whatever. And then, then we were like, you know what? It just, it just, it is what it is. Yeah. My dad is describing. So let, let's just stick with that. And then we did it. We did it on air one time and it just blew up. Like it's mad because one extra, right? We get a lot of texts on one extra, even so the, the guy who's in charge of operations, a guy called Tony, he's he's like across all of the pop radio stations. So that's all the music stations. So that's Radio One, One Extra, Asian Network, Radio Two, uh, Radio Six Music. And he said One Extra easily gets the most texts because our audience are obviously quite engaged with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what always shocks me is if I go and t- if I go and cover for Yasmin or Nadia on Breakfast or Reese on Drive, their producer will always. If we do my dad describes, their producer will be like, "I cannot believe the amount of people that get involved for this game. It is just mm. mad." And I think that's mm-hmm. just because 
not only is it a guessing game, it's like got my dad kind of like we've got all the stupid sound effects and the, all of that, you know what I mean? And that yeah, all adds to yeah. it. And that and, and that's because Phil, he is an OG radio producer. Um, he's produced before he worked on my show. He he worked on loads of Radio One shows. He worked on Fern Cotton when she was, which is now Clara Amfo's show. But you know he worked on Fern Cotton's show. Um, mm. Worked on like loads of kind of the big shows on Radio One. So he came with like a lot of experience, and he really left his mark on my show because obviously we still do My Dad Describes now. Because to be honest with you, Joe, I don't know. I, I, Normally with radio features, like you'll do it for a little while and then you'll be like, oh, we've done it. We kind of maxed it. Let's kind of get rid of that. But like people love the feature so much. Honestly, I feel like if I stopped doing it, people would be really mm. upset about it. Do you ever <laughs> find it hard to find new people for him to describe? It does get, it, don't get me wrong. It does get quite difficult. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to think there's so many celebrities out there so many people yeah. that you know like at the start we were quite like let's keep it music 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 but then we were like actually we're a daytime radio show you know what I mean people watch films people watch you know tv shows mm-hmm. yeah. people watch cartoons or whatever sport whatever it is so I was like let's just let's just open, open it, up. it up wider yeah yeah so that's yeah. what we've been doing and it's you know it's, it's still going well you know people still love it so we're still doing yeah, it yeah it makes sense um Nick, is your dad also? You're an Arsenal supporter, right? Yeah, hundred. Is your, is your dad also an Arsenal supporter? Listen, like I, I had no choice in the matter okay. about being an Arsenal supporter. So that should that will give you your answer. So my granddad's <laughs> Ghanaian, um, mm. and when my granddad came to this country from from Ghana, he was already an Arsenal fan. So he'd already been he already found out about Arsenal when he was in Kumasi in Ghana, and. Uh, yeah, he came here and ever since then, that's that, mate. So it's been passed down and passed down. Because yeah. I never really got that because I mean, I'm, I'm a fatty Nick, I'm not into sports, I'm just going to be honest, right? But I never understood like how people chose their teams because some people will just be random and be like, oh, I support, I don't know, Manchester United. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, how? Where, where does this come from? But now I'm learning that it's a lot of the time it's, what the family, you know, so who the family support. I mean, my mum says she supports Arsenal, so I guess I support Arsenal. I don't, I don't Come know. on, Joy. You're welcome all the time. Get I mean, I've there. got the red weave, do you know what I mean? Exactly. So maybe I might as well just go with it. I don't know. The red chair as well behind you. Red I chair, think, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Red is my favourite colour, so it makes I'm sense. I'm saying. It makes Come sense. On. But then, I don't know to the Goon again. Like a random team. Well, what's your... I'm not going to ask you exactly where you live because you know this is going out in the public domain. But what's your what's your what's your local team? What's your closest you know team? What? I generally couldn't tell you. What part? I do you live in London. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's try. Let's try and keep it a bit cryptic. I don't. I don't want stalkers turning up at your door. Um, okay. What? Which South. part of London do you live? South London, right? So you're you're either come from South London. So I grew up like very close to Crystal Palace. Um, okay, my sister lives in Crystal Palace. Right, I'm putting it, that out there. I, I, so it's, it's all right. Crystal Palace is like relatively large place, yeah. So I grew up in South Norwood, so I, stones throw away from Sellers Park. So they're my second team. But depending on where in South London you live, I mean, you, it could be, could be Wimbledon, could be um, Charlton, could be Crystal Palace, could be Millwall, could no, be definitely not that one. Yeah, no, I, I thought no. I thought you might say that. Heard things um, about that one. No. <laughs> So oh, that, I don't I mean, know. Uh, none be, of them are that close to me. Bromley, so. Bromley could be. Um, no, no. 
right? You must be the other side, then you must be like southwest. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to work this out. This is like, so I'm just gonna go with Arsenal. We're just gonna go with Arsenal. Right. There's, well, listen. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the in then for being an Arsenal fan from South London. Ian Wright, Arsenal legend. Yeah, he grew up in Broccoli. And he's a big reason why so many young black boys from South London support Arsenal, actually, because, you know, when I was growing up, um, all the kids at my school used to idolise Wrighty because he's from South London and he was banging in goals for Arsenal. So there's your in. OK. And also, I've got a good piece of information. All right. All right hold on. Have you forgot? No, I've not forgot. It's coming to me. Hold on. <laughs> so I wanted to say congratulations because Arsenal beat Tottenham on the weekend. Well done. That is correct. That is correct. Nick, won... you made me think I got that wrong there. <laughs> we, won the, we, we won the North London derby. It was a big game. We needed that. Um, it's always nice to get one over on Spurs as well, especially like for me, you know what it is, Joy? Like you just want to get one over on your mates. Anyone else who supports like... The, the big games for Arsenal are like Spurs and Man United because everybody's got Man United supporting mates, even though we live in London, you know, because yeah. they've got a, like you, you touched on it a minute ago, bare glory hunters around, you know what I mean? So, um, like, it's always nice to beat them, but also equally nice to get one over on Spurs. But I also heard, though, that Arsenal's a bit shit. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Is that true? Uh, well, you know, like, we're not, having the, we're not having the best season, I think it's fair to say, you know. We're, like, down in 10th or something like that. But, you know, Mikel Arteta, the manager, he's, he's, he's very young. Arteta's only, like, a few years older than me, you know what I mean? And he's, so he's a he's very young manager, like, he's right. rebuilding the team. So we'll have to right. see how it happens. I need to look up the actual players, Nick, because I want to follow the football team with the best-looking players. Right, OK. I think um, that's what I should base my decision on. What's your, what's your type, though? You know, because... Well, my type is tall. Right. Long than me, which is not hard. I'm only 5'4". So taller okay. than me, right? Yeah. I mean, I kind of want a tall man to climb. Do okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what that means, Nick. But maybe it, like a like a defender or a goalkeeper. They're normally like to win it. Maybe, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm know, Nick. I don't I'm trying know. to think who the who the who the best looking guy for Arsenal is. A lot. Of, a lot of girls fancy Hector Bellerin. Hector Bellerin. Uh, I'll Google yeah. him in a minute. Yeah. I'll find out. He's, but I'll have a look at the Arsenal players, and but then don't the players always change in that? So it's just confusing. Yeah, like well, transfers in it, but like Bellerin plays. Um, he, he's played for Arsenal for a long time. He's Spanish, right? But he has basically grew up in England since he was very young, and he's got this mad kind of Spanish English accent as well that the, that the girls seem to like. And he's into his fashion, and on Instagram he does like black and white photography and stuff like that. Like a lot of the girls like him, you know. Okay, all right, I'll check him out. But to yeah. be honest, my preference is black with a beard. Alex and, Lacazette, and then. Alex, Alex Lacazette. Okay, I, okay. I'll, I'll, La I'm going to Google all of them and I'll, La I'll send Lacazette you is like. Lacazette is exactly what you just described. I mean, it's quite, to, uh, to be honest, a black with a beard is quite a... a Broad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with a nice personality, obviously. But. Well, I've never, I've, I've never spoke to him beyond a few words, so I, I can't vouch for his personality. I'm afraid, but um, he's French, he's French as well, so you know he might be able to bring some culture into the situation. Mm. Mm. What? Mm. <laughs> You're not keen on that. 
I don't mind. Shout out to the French, innit? Shout out to the French. <laughs> I want to go to Paris, so maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The city of love. You know, Laka could take you there on his footballer wages, you know? Mm, true. Cliché. Cliché. And he's a nice car. I'm, I'm guessing he's got a nice car as well, you know? like. Nick, you need to have, like, your own dating show. <laughs> I mean, you have people up so you come with you come with suggestions Nick. I'm, ju- I'm just I'm trying to like I don't know why I'm trying to sell a footballer to you really you should be really like I, I yeah. feel like you need to be talking to them about me you, right that's going to be a hard sell Nick you don't know nah, you don't know that never say that never say never back yourself oh I mean you know we're out here Nick we're out here so back what's yourself. your love life saying Nick it's, it's all good Mrs next door you know working from home um which is the the way of the world at the moment the way for me I'm in here this is my little my little uh yeah where I do my voiceovers and everything but yeah it's all it's all good thanks for asking because I couldn't imagine being locked down with a partner because as much as it's annoying being locked down you know as a single woman but and however I mean I've got my child to keep me entertained but yeah um like being locked down with your partner is that difficult because like before like obviously dating someone even living with someone is different when you can both still go out and do your own thing and then come back together what's mm. it actually been like being stuck in the house together 100 you're, you're, you're totally right on that you know it's a it's a mad situation that a lot of people find themselves in especially can you remember at the start of the pandemic they were they were saying to people like if you have a partner and you don't live together the choice is either move in together now yeah or don't see them you know what I mean so um yes yeah, it, it, it's obviously intense and you know there's going to be arguments and stuff like that in you know all relationships that's whether you whether you live with your partner or you know like you say your child is probably driving you up the wall sometimes and um you know if you lived with parents it'd probably be the same so you know I think you just have to be understanding and um you've got to be willing to compromise at times you know that's important and to be honest with you it's probably more difficult for her living with me than me living with her so you know I kind of feel sorry for her why are you difficult just 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 am you know just a, a noisy loud you know um opinionated when I have to be that's that's only because I'm not allowed to be that opinionated or when you work for the BBC you know you have to keep that in check when you're on air so you know when I come yeah. home I'm just dropping opinions left right and center on everything yeah just um, to make up for the time it, 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 you've got to get it out of the system you know yeah but I, I just imagine I am you know uh well it can be quite annoying at times I think like mm-hmm. what it is is people that work in media I think everybody that works in media because generally you have quite a kind of big personality or whatever uh, and you're somebody who likes to entertain you can end up being quite annoying at times mm-hmm. so you have to keep that in check you know what I mean mm-hmm. do you feel like it's brought you closer together though because I feel like if I was in a relationship <laughs> right, right. I feel like if, if we can get through lockdown we can get through anything Is that, yeah. do you feel like that yeah I mean personally yeah from my perspective but um I don't know whether everybody would agree. You know, I, I was talking to a mate the other day, actually, and um, I was saying, do you think at the end of lockdown, there's going to be kind of like mass breakups? As in like, you know, lots of people have stayed together in lockdown and stuff like that because, yeah. you know, the situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah, yeah. But like at the end of lockdown, do you think there'll be like loads of people going, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not me, it's you kind of thing? <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of cheating after lockdown. Oh, really? 
hundred percent because you're all released. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but boy, I don't know. I don't know. And also, I feel like there's going to be a lot more men that probably don't want to commit. I mean, men don't want to commit anyway right now, Nick. Let's be honest. But you say, you say like, met the right one yet, Joy? That's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't met the footballer. That's no, yeah. not yet. Alex Lacazette. You know? Why could it be a wag, Nick? Why not? I could. I just, Jeez. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If 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 the if the um situation was flipped, you know, I'd love that. <laughs> Just sitting around, you know, stuff bought for you when you want it. Nice cars, you know. Why? Why wouldn't you? What's What's not to like? Yeah, but the thing is, I need like to get my own shit mixed. You know what I mean? I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't but you be... can, the thing is, the thing is, Joy, you can know. So, like, I don't know if you noticed, which use Colleen Rooney as an example in it. You know, Wayne Rooney's other half. Like, she started doing fashion stuff and blah blah. Because when well, you have the funds, you know, when your husband is just like bankrolling you or whatever, you know, you can you can be like, right, I want to. I want to start. Uh, I don't, what are your hobbies, Joy? Would you like doing? What, do, what are you interested in? Um, <clears throat> music. Right. I don't okay. sing or anything. But this, I just want to do this full time. I want to get on my right. extra. All Maybe right. they well, can you... pay on to meet with me. I'm I'm pretty sure that Farron wouldn't take a brown envelope backhander because we're not allowed to do those things anymore. But what <laughs> could happen is that. You're, you could set up the sickest podcasting studio somewhere with all the best equipment and like all of that stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and then you would you would you would just you know be able to do your thing to the best of your ability because you've got all the all the nicest stuff than that. And then you know we'll have to see what happens. That's what your that's what your wag your your uh, footballer boyfriend needs to do for you. I mean, Nick, I love that you're trying to sell this to me, but babes, it ain't gonna happen. So, <laughs> you, you, know. you don't know. Never say never. I didn't think I'd ever get on one extra, so you know. Okay. Well, I'd rather that we get me on one extra. I'd rather be on one extra than have a footballer husband. So you're, you're, trying to get a, you're trying to get a DJ husband, then you got your eye on like Reese Parkinson or someone like that. Love Reese. We love Reese. We love Reese. <laughs> but no, Reese is like he's like cousin cousin Reece. okay no, oh, you've, cu- not, you've, cu- not, you've cousin zoned Reese. yeah like it's that. not sexy time do you know what I mean right it's not okay. it's not that okay um okay. I just I, don't, I like older oh older. so like ace <laughs> Nick what are you all right what why don't you just just say David Rodigan DJ Target no no, DJ Target's got a woman and a baby, ain't he? No, I'm just, I, I, all right, Kenny, Kenny Allstar. I don't actually know what Kenny Allstar looks like. Okay. Is he good Where that? Uh, well, yeah. I, it's hard for me to say. I don't know what your type is. You know, I think he's a cool I'm guy. I don't know what my type is. Uh, Voice of the Streets. Spyro. Spyro's got a beard. I don't know what he looks like. Oh, you only know the daytime guys, isn't it? Person on the day. Well, you were saying you wanted a husband a minute ago. Make your mind up. I know, but you know, I'm open to love, Nick. To be fair, right? Okay, okay. So you and Nadia, then it's a done deal. <laughs> I love Nadia. She's it's a match great. made in heaven. There no, you go. I want a stud. To be fair, I want a stud. A stud. So you've gone back yeah. to wanting a guy. Oh my god. <laughs> um, heartless no. crew. All three of them. <sighs> <laughs> Nick, I can't handle three at once, okay? Fonty, Bushkin and Mighty Moe. 
this is descended Nick, do into you chaos. Any, do you have any <laughs> sexual do's and don'ts? Um, like, I can give what? you an example. Right, okay. Anal play. Is it a yay or a nay for you? It's a nay for me, um, I'm afraid. <laughs> but I mean, you look this up, you sound and look disappointed. <laughs> I am, because I feel like a lot of people say no to this, but I feel like you need to experience it. Do you know what I mean? If that's what you're into, Joy, then that's, you know. I'm just saying it's, it's what a lot of people are into. It's a judgment free zone around here. You know, if that's what, you know, if you're revealing about yourself, Secrets I've revealed a lot about myself on this podcast, trust me. I've revealed right, so, a bit too much. To so the fair. listeners are probably, probably like, she's going on about this again. Oh, my God. Yeah, but they love it. They love to yeah. see it. They love it. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Okay, what are your do's and don'ts? Um, very personal. Uh, I don't know whether I get in trouble for talking about it. You know what I mean? You're trying to get me absolutely killed. No, it's fine. It's important to talk about our sexual experiences. We all learn <laughs> and grow. We all learn and grow together. I, I can tell. Um, well, pretty, pretty normal, to be honest, Joy. Um, the, the, the normal <laughs> stuff that, it, that can be, be, be expected. Uh, I don't know. It's, it feels like it's, it's too much of an open question. Like, it needs to be... Do you want specifics? It needs to be like, yeah. Okay. Are you a man that enjoys receiving and giving <laughs> head? Yeah. Okay. Okay. When you're receiving head, do you like your balls included or no? <laughs> this is I did I, I do you know what? When 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 we chatted on Clubhouse the other day, I did not expect it, the conversation to go this way. I'm not gonna lie. Um yes i guess so like what do you mean you guess so you know nick you know no 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 mix it up is what i'm saying you know just keep it like you know keep it fluid do you like deep throating or just the tip this is both again mix it up so again switch it up okay that's fine okay no because you know there have been men that don't like it at all like they or they did you ask ace these questions 100 percent. you need to go back and listen to that episode 18 go listen what did to that ace say <laughs> was um, ace... no i didn't ask him that specific question but and however ace did reveal that he wanted to go to a sex party okay um and also me and ace came up with a, a business idea which was that you could um pay 200 pound um for two porn stars and you could sit in the room with them and you tell them what to do for half an hour to each Anything other you, you, you just right you're just sitting there though you're not like involved you're not interacting with them no you just tell them what to do it's like live porn in the flesh you know whatever gets you off and then you go do you know what I mean and then I told Ace that the BBC will mean something else to him right okay <laughs> we love it we love it Nick. <laughs> I cannot imagine I've known Ace for a long time I cannot imagine him talking about these topics <laughs> Nick Nick listen I was surprised that it wasn't on my question list right but oh. see I get things out of people this is this yeah. is you know, literally, I'm, I get things out. I'm up like, I'm like up, 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 well, whatever you get up to, you know, that's up to you. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like lounging back in my chair now because I'm just like, 
wow, I did not expect like this did not I mean. expect joy joy's world to be like this. This is the, my world is is mad. It's actually mad. It's not like it's the BBC Nick. There's no restrictions here. We could talk yeah. about anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, thing is, Joyce, the, the issue is when you work for the BBC, anywhere where you talk can lead back to the BBC. I'm not looking to get cancelled. I'm not looking to be one of those guys. You know what I mean? Listen, you can't get cancelled for liking some deep throating, Nick. You can't. I don't care. No, listen, <laughs> Mr McKenzie also likes that. Do you know what I mean? Allegedly. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Maybe that's your, maybe that's your route in. Who knows? I mean, he's got a girlfriend. I'd put that on Instagram. So let's just relax. Let's just relax, Nick. Let's just... But oh. Nick, it's. I feel like we need to end there because I don't want to offend Mr. McKenzie anymore. I need him to take me seriously as an employee, a future employee. Do you know what? I, I'd I'd love for Farron to listen to this podcast, and then in future, if you ever have to have a meeting with him, a face to face meeting with him. You know, that's going to be a little bit awkward. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll send him this episode, but we might edit out the ending for him. Oh, oh. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> edit, yeah. edit out all the juicy bits. Yes. Nick, so obviously you're new to my podcast, so you don't know, but everybody that comes on to my podcast, I like to get them a little gift. Yeah. So I've got you two gifts. Don't ask me why, but I was feeling generous that day. Okay, I've got you two gifts. Two. Unfortunately, they haven't arrived yet. So usually I would show you on the camera, but we move. I'm just going to tell you what they are. Okay, and when they come, I'll send them to you. Are you sure? That, are you sure you're not just lying? Are you sure you just? I'm like, not lying. I can. Oh, send they, you. they haven't arrived. You sound like you know, like you sound like dudes at Christmas time, and they haven't got their girlfriend a present. Oh, babe, look, look, the Royal Mail, the postman ain't delivered it. You know what I mean? That's what you sounded like right now. Listen, I I 100% have got you two gifts and they're on their way. They've been dispatched. They're All on right. their way, literally. They're due actually tomorrow and the day after. So that's a bit annoying. What we got, what we what, what we working with here? I like to get everyone a, a, a gift. I thought about this and I was like, what can I get Nick as a gift, right? So the first gift I've got you is an Arsenal mug with your name on it. Solid. It's a great gift. <laughs> everyone likes tea and coffee. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100. And then the second gift is like a framed um, Arsenal T-shirt with your name on it. It says Brighty and number seven, and it's in a frame, and you can put that on your wall. Come on. When you said you got me a gift, I was like, is it going to be like a hand sanitizer or you know oh, just something no. really small no, like no. maybe some maybe some biscuits i don't know no, but no, you've actually no. got a, a, a t-shirt in a frame wow i don't know i don't know I, I don't know how to how to repay you other than you know trying to get you in with um mr mckenzie that's that's it that's this is all we need <laughs> this is all we need but yes no they will be coming and i will send you a picture when it comes and then i will post it to you Joy, you're too kind. You're too kind, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Nick, tell everybody where they can find you, your socials, everything like that. The best place to get me uh, is Insta now, really. Uh, it's just my name. Luckily, I was, I've managed to get my name with no, you know, underscores or numbers or anything like that. I just managed to get Nick Bright. So just uh, holler at me there. Awesome. Nick Bright on Instagram. And guys, uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. It's been a good chat, I think. Good chat. Yeah, very, um, very it's random, but you know, I'm here for that. We love it. We love to see it, Nick. Do you know what I mean? Life is 100. life is um sexual. <laughs> so we go with the flow. 
um guys thank you for listening to this episode remember to follow your dreams and follow me on instagram at joys of the podcast follow me on twitter at joy xoxo and if you're a hot guy or a footballer email me joyspodcast at hotmail.com remember to stay happy and live your best life always